The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and, when he decides to show up, Kevin Hell. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. How many RPMs would it take for the Julio Copter to actually fly away, and how many fumbles would happen as a result? <laughs> Well, that's a trick question because you can only fumble once. If you're not having fun when your team is 11 and 2 and <laughs> back to back division titles for the first time in 50 years, then you need to stop watching. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, everybody, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. We are live on a special Sunday night edition uh, because we have commitments on Monday. So we're going a day early. Uh, thanks to everybody who's in the chat room, if anybody is indeed in the chat room at all. Uh, so Send out we... that link. Let me see that link. <laughs> um, so, Dave, before we get to the, uh, the uh, Saints-Vikings game and, and – uh, the recap and all the fun. If people need and have a strong desire to gamble on preseason NFL football, which who doesn't? I mean, we all want to. Where should they go? Yeah, well, I mean, since Ralph started the show, Ralph gets asked. He gets all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. Uh, and he doesn't always know what's who's going to win. Uh, but he does know where to go when he wants to bet. And the answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. Right now, they're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HAPPY25 when, treating, when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100? You've now got $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code HAPPY25. You play, you win, you get paid. I had a couple of errors there. I'll, I'm going I'm to admit it right there. Yeah, that, was, that was a little slower than you normally read it. Um, if, am I, am I if, slurring? If I read <laughs> no slurring, like, just slow. If I read it like that people would be giving me standing ovations and wanting to give me Oscars. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's like the Drew Brees no, Bridgewater debate. What a perfect segue. Right. What a perfect segue. Dave just threw for like 250 yards, three touchdowns and one interception, you know, <laughs> like his quarterback rating was only 98.0 on that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to Bridgewater in a second, but first Dave, I know in the pre-show, you were just gloating like a son of a bitch because <laughs> because your UDFA son, little Jordan yeah. Humphreys, had yeah, himself Jordan. a ball game. Little Jordan. Yeah, he was uh, lightening up just a little bit on Friday night, right? Am I right? A little <laughs> he bit. Was, he was. A little yeah. bit for little Jordan. Uh, I want to make sure I get all my little, my little I mean, puns in there. Little Jordan yeah. is literally – so good, other receivers are quitting the team. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Rashard Matthews right. is like, no, he, he's just so good. I'm just, I'm, I'm quitting. Like that's, that's how right. good he looked. Uh, uh, yeah, real, right. real quick. I just want to call he's out like, all the that, people. I'm out of here. I want to call out all the people that fought with me on Twitter saying that Rashard Matthews was going to catch 50 balls this year uh, <laughs> for the Saints and that he was going to start. And that this was after like one practice. Yeah. Not in pads, where he was signed and looked pretty good. And I just want to up, like, sometimes this is why when you sign an aging receiver that hasn't been good in a while, 
maybe wait a couple preseason games for you start you know like elevating them crazy pills. yeah that was quite a spirited debate about i mean people were people were pumped about him he, he looked good in, in a mini camp one mini camp practice and they're like uh, he's the he, next he already caught 50 balls <laughs> well he's catching four passes for 82 yards and a touchdown in the playoffs speaking speaking of spirited debates I fought with people literally from halftime all the way until I went to bed yesterday on Twitter, and I and I posted my Channel Four column just posted tonight. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the fucking Saints quarterback post Breeze, whether you people like it or not. And Saints Twitter is Dave. We I knew we were spoiled rotten over Drew Brees having him for 13 years going in 14. I knew we were spoiled rotten watching quarterbacking. I knew it. But to see it so stark on Friday where people are like Bridgewater is not that good. We need we need we need to look other other way. Like what the fuck do people want and expect post Brees? Like oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask an uncomfortable question. Um Oh, but no. you know, like it, it's like if he oh, was no. white, oh, he was, I knew you were gonna go there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean just, just living through Aaron Brooks, it's possible, it's and possible. seeing the the hatred that he got, some of it deserved because of the smiling. But yeah. I definitely think there were racial undertones, and like, I just wonder if like your average Saints fan just wants a good old white boy at quarterback. I think, I think the, I think, That's I think upsetting. that. That's a component of it. I wonder if Teddy Bridgewater, if his fun personality will either overcome the racial issues that he'll, that people will have for him or his happy, fun attitude. People will be like, he's not, not serious, serious enough. He's yeah. not serious I mean, enough. I mean, well, let's – I mean, first of all, he's got a happy and fun attitude, but that's always been off the field, in the locker room, whatever. Like, I haven't really – I haven't seen that on the field. I haven't seen him That's come true. off after throwing an interception and, uh, you know, laughing or smiling. Yeah, he's not or doing, what, what is that bicycle thing he does? What's that called again? Chopper style? Yeah, yeah chopper. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's doing that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's that. That's one thing. I mean, not like, yet. Well, okay. Well, fine. But I, I, I just, I don't see him. I don't see him doing that. He's. He, but. Uh, but I, I, I don't, you know, I heard, I heard the after show that you guys did real quick. And, uh, I mean, I'll go out on a limb. Maybe it's not a limb. I don't know. But I will say, uh, I mean, I think under the Sean Payton era, I think that was the best preseason game uh, that a non-Drew Brees quarterback has ever had in the Sean not Payton era. Not even close. Not even close. I, I mean, I would say, hey, Drew, well, Drew Brees, in 2009, he, he burned the Raiders to the ground in the third preseason game. So Drew Brees has had preseason game where he's, where he's looked amazing. The one thing I will say with Teddy Bridgewater that I think you could lean to it, that it, that it, I'm not sure that it's because he's black or whatever. I do think Andrew, there's a component of it that fans. This is it. We've got an Amex platinum pro on our hands. Ladies and gentlemen, we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Love newness. 
They love unused draft picks. They love people that they haven't seen before. They love the mystery crate of intrigue. And, and Teddy Bridgewater's been around for a while. So he's not, even though he hasn't been around with the Saints, but he's not new. Ralph, you're going to can tell. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Didn't you have a quick fix for the? How are we now, gentlemen? Are we better? Better. That's yeah. much better, yes. Uh, so the one thing I was going to say is – Edit that new... out. <laughs> yeah, edit that part out. Can't do it on the live stream. Sorry, guys. Um, the the thing that I was going to say is fans like the newness, right? We the, the 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 uh the mystery box the mystery crate and and even though Bridgewater is new to Saints fans he has a record in the NFL I think if the if the Saints had picked if the Saint in in a fake world let's say the Saints had drafted him in the third round last year instead of trading for him if they had drafted him in the third round last year and he played like this Friday I think ninety percent of the fan base would be euphoric I think it's it's not just the racial component, Andrew. I think it's the newness. We we love the unknown as fans, and it's just why that is. I can't explain it to you, but fans, they would rather take the unknown than the sure thing that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Drew Brees catches the heat sometimes from the fans, you know? So <laughs> I, I just think... No matter what, I, I think maybe the spotlight is even more quarterback than any other position. I mean, it's just more scrutinized, and it's maybe rightfully so because it's the most important position on the field. But yeah, I mean, it just goes back to like what what do you want out of your quarterback? If you're going to be dissatisfied from anything worse than Drew Brees, which unfortunately I think is what is staring Bridgewater in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the the one thing I will say is like to to replace Breeze as the quarterback of the Saints has got to be the most daunting, intimidating, and terrifying job ever. And I just I don't think any rookie quarterback is going to be up for that. Really. And so I almost prefer that Bridge is kind of next in line for this because I actually think he has the mental makeup to be able to handle it. You know, I think there's all kinds of stress and pressure that comes with succeeding a quarterback like that that may, most young players probably can't handle. Okay, yeah. but here's 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 my problem. My problem is that I'm not Drew Brees gets to play as long as he wants. Is as long as he wants and as long as he's performing at a high level and you know, again, I say this all the time. Tom Brady is a year or two years, whatever, older than Drew, and he's still performing at a high level. And Drew had arguably one of his best seasons of his careers last year. So there is absolutely no evidence, no proof that he's gonna that he's declining, that he's gonna slow down. So I, I know as far as his contract is concerned, you know, next year is his last year, and then you've got those voidable years or whatever, but uh I mean, my thing is, is I, I'm I, we, you. You could potentially Drew could have another great year this year, and then you're not going to get rid of him. You gotta you gotta hold on to him. You could potentially, you could still have Drew for another three years or so. Who knows? Well, no. the, and is I, Teddy well, going to wait around that? I, I'm I'm going to make the assumption here, and I, this is a big leap, so I, I could be wrong, but what I think getting, one Andrew? way. <laughs> Better be something good. It's probably like sorry, sorry. Something healthy. Almonds, almonds, or or al, al, almonds, as Dave calls them. At least Dave has the decency when he eats on the podcast. He's smashing a bag (laughs) of Sour Patch Kids and a Jolt fucking cola. Jolt. They don't even make that anymore. I was trying to be stealth, but but uh, you guys caught me. (laughs) But no, what I was trying to say was I smell my own. I I I I make. I'm making the assumption that the Breeze is going to be done way, one way or another with the Saints this year, and part of the context I, clue I, is I think that's I I think that's I think there is only like a 
fifteen percent chance that 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 happens. I really do. Really? So you think there's an eighty-five percent chance that he plays for the Saints next year? Yeah, I really, really fucking do. I really do. I, Mm. Andrew, I, I wrote the column of Channel Four today, and and my thing was that Bridgewater will be the quarterback if Breeze retires and, and it goes how we want the dream season. The Saints win the Super Bowl and Breeze rides off in the sunset. But, right. Dave, I was thinking it was like 50-50 he retire. Then I read all that the stories of him at 40 with Larry Holder from The Athletic and different things. He wants all the fucking records, man. He wants them all. And the only way to, to get the records and keep the records is to outlast Brady. So I, I, I've swung... 180 degrees back to Dave's view. I don't think he's. I don't think he's quitting. I don't think he's quitting even if they win, Andrew. I really don't. I think it's like 25. But so chance. how how could they have talked Bridgewater into staying? How I mean, could, and you know, like how could Sean Payton in good conscience be like, hey, you got to stay here? Okay, when, well, if, if Breeze might think, be playing three more, I'm going to stop think, you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. At good I conscience. think the Saints pitch it as Miami's a trash pile. That's the pitch. That was the pitch they made. If they didn't make any guarantees to him, you just say Miami's a trash pile, Teddy. If you go there and you bomb, you'll never be a starter again. Wait one year here and see what Drew does. I think I think that is the pitch they made. To right, him. right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, but, I mean, but, I, I don't think I it's think settled. In, I, think I don't think there. it's settled in Breeze's head. But Breeze has said, "I'm taking it year to year. I'm yeah. playing every year as if it's my last." The only those thing are, that means those are direct quotes. The only thing that means is and and and. Going back to what I said earlier and my emphatic statements to Matt Breeze, there's one caveat, and that's if the Saints win the Super Bowl this year, he retires. Absolutely. I, I think if they win the Super Bowl, so? he retires. Yeah, but anything short of winning the Super Bowl, which definitely includes, which I'm worried about, is another some sort of disastrous, dramatic, crazy <laughs> ending in a very important playoff game. Uh, I just see that happening again. Um. Uh, anything short of that? Uh, okay. I, okay. So I think stop right there. Playing. Stop right there. I got a question. So let's say you're correct. Let's say that Breeze. Let's say the Saints don't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Breeze still has it in him. Mm-hmm. You know, it still, still has that fire. Still wants to play. Mm-hmm. And the Saints have an. I don't inspiring... care about his fire. I, I don't care about. Let's just be yeah. clear. I don't care about his fire or his desire. I, I Peyton Manning had a fire and a desire. And the last year of his career, but that, that doesn't mean anything. I care about uh, how well Drew is slanging the ball. Well, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Here's, but, but, but here, here's my question. Here's my question. You, you'd have an expiring deal with him and Bridgewater. You're Mickey Loomis. You've gone through two miserable negotiations with Tom Condon, which at the end, he drew a line in the sand and he said, if you don't take this offer, you can go elsewhere. And Breeze signed the deal, but that, that's that's how close it came yeah. to Breeze leaving the building. And how much chance per so? If my I guess my question is: If you're Mickey, if, do you do you think that Drew is really going to go play for another team for one year or two? Peyton I mean, Manning did. Peyton Manning did. <sighs> yeah, well, that's true. I don't know. I, I, how is that situation know, any different? Because we're New Orleans and and we just would like like the that Indianapolis Indianapolis listen to me okay let let's listen to me Indianapolis they're very they're they're a little more forgiving I think than uh, <laughs> I I think I think here in New Orleans we will never well, here's the thing, here's would, the thing. Would, that would that would ruin you that would here's that would the thing. Here's all the... of the all of the stuff Do you, you think did, I mean, you know Drew Brees is gonna want thirty million dollars. And you know Loomis is is not going to pay him that. Here's the thing, though, with Peyton Manning leaving the Colts. The Colts had Andrew Luck waiting in the wings, and Andrew Luck was a can't-miss, once-in-a-generation quarterback prospect. So they had a soft landing. The interesting thing with Drew Brees, I think, where Dave is trying to get at, and it makes it interesting, Andrew, is let's say Brees plays – 11 games, he gets hurt, he misses a month. Bridgewater is phenomenal in those four weeks, but the Saints don't win the Super Bowl. If you're the Saints and Drew Brees... Well, that's a whole different different scenario than what I was saying. That's the scenario, I think, where it gets dicey. In that scenario, you go with Bridgewater. Ooh, I 
right. No. Mario, you, you go with Bridgewater. Just, just the same way that I felt like I know this is crazy, but I always thought the Eagles should have gone with Foles, and they should have, and they should have said goodbye to Wentz. I, I just, I feel, agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You, you just, you, you, you got a guy. He's, I actually, he's, I actually think Wentz the is the better quarterback. He is. But, yeah, but Foles. like they, they got something going with Foles. Exactly. You know, There's something yeah. said about chemistry and all that kind of stuff. And so if you're telling me that Bridgewater is going to come in and play phenomenal, and he's going to have that chemistry with the rest of the team, then Go with it. Fuck it. That's it's a different, hard, it's, it's that's a different though, scenario man. than what I was saying. It's it it's it could get very very complicated. And the thing is, Andrew Mickey Loomis is going to do what's best for the Saints. Period. End of story. So like, there will be no sentimental Drew send off. There. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there will be, but like, there's not going to be this like. Oh well, we've got to fall on the sword because it's what's right for Drew. It's not gonna be like that. If Mickey Loomis thinks he can pay Bridgewater a lot less to be better than Breeze next year, if he believes that he's a better option, like if Bridgewater continues to look good in preseason and kind of lights it up the rest of these four games, and then doesn't play again, yeah, and we get a similar year from Breeze where like he's awesome the first eight weeks of the season, and then. Towards the second half of the season, you know, he starts to fall off a little bit and his level's not quite as high. And you've got Teddy Bridgewater sitting there. Uh, if Breeze goes into Mickey's office and he says, hey, man, get excited. I, w- I want to keep playing and I want $25 million this year. He's going to say, I-, I-, I think he would have a hard time deciding on that. I think it would be a very tough decision for Loomis. Can we get Bridgewater to lose the gloves? Can, can, is, there, is there any way? Is there any way we can talk about the gloves? Can we have with you on that? Like, the only thing that bothers with Bridge that just like on a purple I don't like is the like they were crazy. doing. They were doing the quarterback challenge with Zion and the basketball thing, and so they were all doing the basketball stuff, and they were shooting the, the, the three pointers or whatever, and then they were transitioning to the to the football throws or whatever, and they had to like stop tape and edit it so that Teddy could put on his gloves after the basketball stuff, and it's just like, come on, man, like just like it's this gotta, is it's mental, man. It's his, it's his the thing, man. It's like uh, both gotta, hands. Why do you even need the glove? On the other hand, you're only throwing with you. I, I, it makes no sense to me. Why do you need a glove if you're if you're throwing right-handed and you want the glove on your throwing hand because it gives you some sort of uh, of of advantage in your mind? What's the purpose of the glove in the left hand? I don't understand. I don't know, man. I think I think I it's yeah. like. It's like it's like telling somebody that they shouldn't put on a shoe, the right shoe first or the left shoe first, or do you wipe standing up or do you wipe sitting down? I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like That's I'm just I, I just don't understand. Like if if he has to wear those gloves to throw the football, why wasn't he shooting the basketball with gloves? Like why did he have to feel the basketball with the skin of his fingers, but the football doesn't work? We need a thirty for thirty. Teddy two gloves. <laughs> we do. I, I mean, I can't I, believe we 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 might be subjecting ourselves to eight years of a quarterback throwing with gloves. I, I mean, like, well, I mean, like, seriously though, ask yourself this question: Can you name any s- s- uh, very successful quarterback in the NFL who threw with gloves? Like, is there anybody who is <laughs> even notable, even memorable? That, 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 might be the strong, that might be the strongest argument against Teddy Bridgewater that I've heard. Can in two you, days. can, can you, can you, can you, can you name anyone never... bad that wore gloves? Uh, David, was it, who was it? Was it David, David, David Carr? Carr. Or... Oh, Carr, a, yeah, yeah. The car was a trash pile. Um, but yeah, that's, just, that's, a, that's the best argument against Teddy Bridgewater anyone's made. And I have ridiculous arguments against him in Twitter. Dave came strong. Um, him hard <laughs> driving I mean, to it, the hole. Any, anyway, be... getting back to Bridgewater's performance, we we got severely off track. I it's thought good. I thought he looked great. I yeah. was very disappointed Thomas, in general. Michael Thomas fucked him. Michael Thomas fucked yeah. Bridgewater. Michael Thomas yeah. should have caught that really pass. Did. 
you know, you and I, Andrew, we talked because I know you were at the game and I, you can't see things as, as well as you can when it's on TV. But yeah. Michael Thomas made a move on that guy in the end zone and Bridgewater read it right. And he threw it at a at a spot where only Michael was MT was going to be able to get it. And he was right there. He had his hands on it and he dropped it. That was like a 14 play drive. Uh, it would have been a great ending to a great drive. Uh, and empty and and Thomas blew it and uh, but that was a great throw by Bridgewater. It was a great yeah, throw. I, I, yeah, it was. And I heard fans complain about how he wasn't taking enough shots downfield and letting it rip. And I thought he did a couple times. I mean, the throw to Cyril Grayson was awesome. And you know, I think I I just I mean, if you have a problem with a quarterback checking down then you obviously haven't been watching Drew Brees for the last 15 years. I just want in the fourth preseason game, I just want Taysom Hill to throw bombs to Grayson every play against Miami. That's all I want. I just want – it's fun. Like, Grayson's fun. It's just just verts, baby. I love it. Um, Like, I I don't think – I don't think Bridgewater looked like an elite quarterback, but, like – my grade for him was a B plus. Like I think he he had a B plus performance. I think Go there's plug, plug some the stuff grades, he'll. By the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's some stuff he'll want to work on. But yeah, if you, if you uh, there's actually a post that's free, uh, that's a little taste of what you'll get in the regular season. And if you used to read my player grades on Saints Nation, then you know. Um, but um, anyway, yeah. Thanks to all the all of you who have signed up for it already. It's for ten dollars a month. You get access to that, and. Uh, I, I gotta give a shout out to Tom actually, who who uh, gave me a shout out today on Twitter, and I realized that his picture, his Twitter picture is him in the podcast shirt, <laughs> holding the podcast koozie, holding a drink. He's coming. So he's coming that's for his Ali picture on Twitter. He's like a super, super fan. fan. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's now ahead of like Marin Monadula and Alex. and Ali. Like, yeah. yeah I mean. I don't know. Like, I don't see you guys with pictures on Twitter of our stuff. I'm just saying. So, uh, this, the rest of this game, besides Bridgewater's performance, the one thing that I, we'll get to the bad in a minute because they had some some things to worry about maybe. But the one thing that that I did give me comfort is uh, Dave Latavius Murray, he didn't look great, but he looked. He looked okay. Like he he could he, he put it this way. He's better than any non-marking or running back the Saints threw out there last year. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I was uh I was very uh, happy with what I saw from him. Uh he had uh, at least one uh like screen pass catch out of the backfield and there was the one play where Man, he hit the hole and it was open and one of the defenders just kind of grabbed him by the ankle. And if he hadn't done that, uh, I think I think uh, Murray was gone and he knew it and he was pissed afterwards after he got tackled. Um, yeah, I like him. He's a big guy. He, he's tall. He runs kind of tall. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, I thought he looked good. I, your boy, Azigbo uh, looked pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he did. I mean, come on. So, was, you know, he was talking about little Jordan. Close, I mean, I he know. was this close to scoring, and this whole podcast would have just been me reading love sonnets to him. Dude, so speaking of Dave running backs and his boys, uh, there were a lot of Mark Ingram jerseys in the stadium last night. I was shocked. Or, yeah, I was shocked by how many Mark Ingram jerseys there were. And I was texting with Ralph as I was walking into the stadium, and I'm like, there should be a rule that, like, I don't know. It's one thing if you're playing the Ravens where you're, it's almost like you're trolling him. But, like, I feel like Mark going into the stadium with the Mark Ingram jersey is, like, off limits right now. I, I don't think you should be allowed to do that. It's, it's like an unwritten rule. We yeah, talked like about I, I, we talked I think about it's it. fine. It's my throwback jerseys are fine. Like I saw a shocky jersey. I mean, I, those are fine if the players retire. If the player is active for another team, that's like a divorce I, jersey. It's yeah. It's I, just, I don't shocky think you can okay. Do that. Shock, shocky's okay. We're okay shocky's with shocky. Right. Here's yeah. A, yeah. here's the thing I, with I, Ingram though. I do. I, I kind of miss him. We talked about it Friday, Dave. Uh, I saw him Thursday. The, the, they showed shots of Ingram on the sideline. He looks so sad. Like, he cannot. He, he can no say whatever he wants. He's not happy being in Baltimore. 
You Who's know? he going to talk to? He's got no friends. <laughs> and it's going to be cold there soon. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> so, that was good. That was the good for the Saints. Um, the, but they had some issues that were concerning. And, Andrew, I rewatched the game a little bit. And, and the thing that, that struck me, two things. Uh, and this is the most. No, de- no defense was played. No, the most, the most concerning thing to me. Steve Stagnolo-esque, if you will. Patrick, what if Patrick Robinson is washed? Like I, Davenport. He kind of looked like second. But if Patrick basically, Robinson, basically, what if Patrick Robinson had one good season and it was yes. with the Eagles when he won, when they won the Super Bowl, and that was the only time ever in his career he was, he was good. Ever no, good. no, he was good. He was real good on the Chargers. Real good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's and right. And I think that he was... had a decent season with the Colts too. He's basically he's been good whenever he hasn't played on the Saints. Oh great! Well, that's a, <laughs> a good sign. It's a good sign. Yeah. Really excited about that. He's the Saints player. We'll wish they will wish they never brought back. Um, by the way, Andrew, did you manage to get to the black and gold store and and and, and raid the discount rack? Or did you not, not yet? Not, not yet. yet. No, you but don't have, you don't have yeah, five. The, the discount, the, the discount radi- the discount jerseys are insane. It's like Jarris Bird, Jimmy Graham, Kenny Stills. Like they're all ten dollars. That all sounds Amazing. wonderful. Fifty dollars, and you could have really quite the collection. Yeah, it's of, true. Uh, of Jarrus Bird, I would buy. I would have bought all of them. I should have. I should have. <laughs> if if I told people in two weeks we were giving away a Jarrus Bird jersey to somebody yeah. when they listen to the we, live stream, the audience probably would get a hundred dollars in donations. We'd quadruple <laughs> the people in the live well, stream. Well, I'll, I'll buy it. So go ahead and say it now. <laughs> so three weeks we're giving away a Jarrus Bird jersey in the live stream. <laughs> Be here. <laughs> So, uh, but that's a concern. Are you, and Dave, I'll start with you. Are you more concerned about Patrick Robinson or how awful Davenport looked? Because Davenport looked bad. Did anyone look good on defense? Did did one single guy look good? Vince Beagle. Who? I'm sorry. Who? Vince Beagle Beagle is, yeah, I, I made this joke on the grades that I wrote up too, is that, the only play that the defense made was a fumble recovery where they didn't touch the running back or strip the ball. He just yeah. dropped it. Yeah, dude just randomly just just it was like slippery. It was like <laughs> they, it was wrapped in butter, apparently. It was like the most bizarre fumble I've ever seen in my life. Uh, no, I mean, look, nobody on the defense played good. So I'm, I'm not concerned. I mean. I'm not going to be more concerned about Davenport than I'm going to be concerned about anybody else, like Patrick Robinson or anybody else, or Eli Apple or anybody else on the defense. Uh, At least you know, Eli Apple had good coverage. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, on that touchdown, he was all over him. Yeah, <laughs> or the the on the it wound up Did not being the ball, Eli. Jesus, uh, that was very. Oh, wait, Delvin. oh, I have. Wait a minute, I that have was the five. most Delvin Bro play ever. Perfect coverage <laughs> where you somehow still give up a huge pass. Um, wait, I have I have a, a thing. Um, so in the game, they called pass interference on what was it Butler or whatever Webster, the guy? Webster, Kay- Kayvon Webster. Yeah. So they call pass interference on Kayvon Webster. Uh, Peyton throws the flag that that he he's the reason that he was that he's even allowed to throw that flag now uh, because of the new rule and. I thought, I don't know about Andrew, uh, in the Dome, I'm assuming it looked the same as it did to me on TV at home, but, I mean, Webster was tracking the ball and looking at the ball the entire time. Uh, I thought it was a clear no-pass interference, and I thought that upon review uh, that this was the perfect, perfect, perfect opportunity for the NFL, for the officials to just... Just a little bit, just to, you know, say, you know what, we, I think we, we know, we all know we screwed up, you know, last year with the no call, you know, and they still upheld the call as a pass interference. And I, I just thought that was just salt on an open wound. And I thought that was totally ridiculous. (laughs) 
that they that they I, I thought that was I thought that was the perfect situation for a turnover of a bad call. I thought the initial call was a bad call, and when you looked at the replay and you look at uh, uh, Webster uh, with his head turned the entire time and looking at the ball, I thought that was a very easy uh, no call or a very easy over tur- turning over of that call, and they still couldn't give it to the Saints. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I fucking no, wrong? I don't think you're wrong, but the one thing that struck me as interesting, Andrew, and I didn't realize this, but I guess I should have, is Minnesota challenged the Saints play early in the game, and Minnesota had challenged that the Saints had done offensive pass interference, and I didn't realize you could challenge for that, although I guess I should have. Dude, I think that's could be revolutionary because all these pick plays that these teams run that that referees just miss or whatever that could be uh, not a game changer but it could be big play that could swing some games that was just like that was a terrible challenge by the way I and mean, bridgewater got the ball out so fast on that play i mean it, there was no contact i mean what they were trying to get him for was blocking ahead on a screen um but I mean, the ball was out of his hands as soon as he snapped it. So there was no context. So that was a terrible challenge. Uh, But you make a good point, which is that, yeah, I think that that probably, especially those, those like pick plays that they never call, like they happen pretty often, especially near the goal line. And that could potentially wipe out touchdowns and, you know, all scoring plays are reviewable now. So I think now that the pass interference is reviewable, like I think scoring plays might take longer a lot of times on these pick plays that they run near the goal line, because, you know, it's basically you're allowed one yard uh, of, you know, to get in someone's way. And after one yard, like if you're at two yards, it's a flag. I just think a lot of times refs aren't throwing that flag. And now I think that'll be part of the scoring review process. I think it's, I just, I just think it's bullshit because I, I, I'm really concerned about this whole pass interference, challenging and that kind of stuff, because if, if what we saw Friday night with that call, if that wasn't enough to overturn a pass interference call, what I will don't, be? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know what will be. And, totally fair. And, and uh, it's just well, the, the problem thing about is the problem is, is that pass interference is it's so subject. Well, it's just it's so a lot subjective. Of are, yeah, a lot it's of them so are judgment calls. Exactly. Yes. And so if, if it comes not, down, if it comes down talking, to, if yeah, it comes down to, if it comes down to. You're a judgment call of 50-50. Like, I just don't think a lot of refs are going to change their mind. They had 16 You're challenges. Not this, talking about- they, they had 16 challenges to pass interferences this week in preseason. 14 of them were upheld. So there you go. Mm. That's that's the that's the point you make. And so just, and so maybe the point here is to only change the egregious ones. That's what I think. That's what it's going to be. And I think. Yeah. I think the the one thing that this will will always do though is it will always give the referees the point. Is, the point is wait wait let's clarify let's just clarify what Juch says. I'm sorry for interrupting Ralph, but let's clarify what Juch says. The point is to clarify the egregious ones being the ones that don't the ones that don't get called, but upon further review should have they been. should have been called like You're the Tommy ne- Lee Lewis play. Yeah, ex- exactly. We're not talking about calls that get called and then upon further review maybe because those that's going to be harder and that's the situation that we're talking about with on friday with the saints like it's going to be way harder to say oh well you know maybe that wasn't a pass interference but it's going to be a lot easier like in the no call uh in the nfc championship well it's like the webster play is yeah well the webster play is a perfect example because i feel like the ref probably watched that and he's like, yeah, like, I don't think that was pass interference, actually. Like, I, think, I probably shouldn't have thrown the flag. But then, yeah. but then he's like, but there is a little contact, you know? And so, like, yeah. it, I think he can justify, like, well, there's the contact. There's a little is hand that, touching right there, pass interference. I think if they're going over that play, and they are going over that play, uh, because I think that's part of the protocol for NFL referees, but I think if and when they're going over that play after the game, uh, I think that they're saying that, you could let that go. I, that's a totally fair play, and and even if it's even if by the letter of the the law it's not a fair play by this by by the rule books it should be a fair play because I think that was a great NFL. I think that that's what I'm the NFL. Gonna, 
That was a great freaking play. I'm going to go, and you you guys are probably laughing at me, but I'm going to say there will be less than six pass interferences that the referees call it pass interference, and upon further review are like, nah, it wasn't. Like, I don't think that's going to happen more than five times this year. Like, they may look at a play and be like, yeah, we missed that. That, that guy got that guy got mugged. It's a, it's a penalty. But if they call it, they're not going to take the flag back and be like, nah, it wasn't. Never. I mean, unless there, I mean, unless there's no contact whatsoever. Yeah. Like, if a receiver were to fall down, trip, trip <laughs> over himself, you know, and, like, there was no contact. Maybe. But, like, I— yeah, I think I think this is again. I think this play illustrates it well because there was very little contact, but there was some. And I think we all watched that replay and we're like, "That's not pass interference." But I just don't think the refs are going to overturn the call because they can justify it as pass interference if there's any contact. Um, you know, I saw an interesting tweet about uh, the Saints wide receiver uh, situation and. I saw Bobby Abair and Christian Garrick, not to name drop or call out people, they had Emmanuel Butler ahead of Traquan Smith in the pecking order. They had Emmanuel Butler third. They had Michael right, Thomas. You know what? You know what? First, first of all, Emmanuel Butler needs to play in a goddamn game before we're going to put him above fucking Traquan Smith, all right? I'm just saying. Poor little but, Jordan. But or little Jordan, exactly. But I mean, Trey no Quinn no dropped pat. He didn't look so good Friday though, so he dropped the ball. So, I mean, is is that a thing where? I mean, Grand Granderson's in jail, and he should be ahead of everyone on the depth chart after that performance <laughs> on the field. You, I mean, just you, just by not playing, he moved up ahead of every defensive end on the roster, not Kim Jordan, and, maybe even Davenport. Your love for your adopted UDFA son is limitless. You are <laughs> you are not backing down. You are not walking love, away. Love, love is, knows no bounds. It is love. It is commitment. It's it my is kid, commitment. man. <laughs> and were you secretly happy that the pass rush looked so bad so that you could <laughs> praise your child? I will. Dude, on a serious note, like every year in preseason – we always get overly giddy and unrealistically excited about some dude that flashes off the edge or gets a little pocket push in the third or fourth quarter. It happens every year where you've got one of the UDFAs that'll get a sack. There was none of that. Like there wasn't even like there was, there was no pass rush. Remember remember two years ago when they played San Diego and they had eight sacks and we were losing our fucking minds. Yeah, like they're going to trade three of them for <laughs> second-round pick. No, we were just yeah. like, oh, my God, they're going to have a pass rush this year. We were we were totally convincing ourselves of it. And yeah, it kind like of, they did a good job getting pressure on that when uh, Dennis Allen dialed in that blitz with the, the Mario Davis, and that was a great blitz. And, unfortunately, Cousins escaped, and he was able to get a first down there. But, like, that was really the only time their quarterbacks felt pressure all game. And – I, I just thought that was really concerning and disappointing to me because you're without rankings. And so now, like, you're just asking yourself, like, if Davenport's going to have a bad game and it's really just Cam Jordan, like, what, what you know, I, I, I don't, all of a sudden, like, I don't feel great about losing Alex I Okafor. Will, I will say this about you, UDFA son, Andrew. Granderson has had a better Saints career in jail than Paul Kruger had on the field because at least Kruger because at least Kruger isn't at least Granderson isn't stealing the Saints money like Kruger did so I'll give him that but I mean the thing is Andrew you they can you Paul Kruger is going to make his uncle visit you in your dreams tonight the thing is <laughs> I wish I had a soundbite for I wish I had a uh, Elm Street soundbite but I don't uh the thing is with the Saints is you can fix if you know their offensive line is deep, but you can go out and get a guard. You can you can fish around and get a linebacker. They did it with Shanley way back in the day, or um, what was the one they got from San Francisco? Uh, Paris uh, Harrelson. You can go out and get yeah. a linebacker. You can even go out and get 
find a corner off the trash heap sometimes if you and stumble into them and it can be okay. Man, pass rush, there ain't. Wait, 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 wait. You, you just said they can go get somebody like Scott Shanley or Paris Harrelson. None of that worked out. That that no, but <laughs> those I, were Scott terrible Shanley defenses. Did. Scott Shanley no, started for five. was all right. Harrelson was all right. Like you can go uh, out and, and uh, get like a patch, and it cannot be it cannot be a, a an utter disaster. Uh, yeah, yeah, like Sterling. Sterling Moore was an example of okay. Like, okay, he wasn't patch. great, but he okay, was okay. Wait, 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 wait. Get a patch. Scott Shanley was the starting weak side linebacker for like four years. That's what God. I'm saying. He he wasn't a patch. He but, was a starting. Linebacker. Well, that was just because the Saints were incompetent at finding it. He was like, "What's that stuff that right. you?" What's that stuff that they said? He was like Flex Seal, man. He was like Flex Seal. You spray it at the bottom of the boat, and they couldn't afford anything better, so they just hoped that it worked out and the boat didn't sink, and it and it kind of worked out okay. But my point is you can do that at a bunch of positions, Dave. You cannot do that at pass rush. Like either The Saints' pass rush is either going to get good with the people they have or it's going to stink, and it, there's no fixing it. You, you're not going to trade for a guy. You're not going to find a guy off the scrap heap. Like The pass rush, yeah. it's got to get better with the guys they have. We're going to have to hope that Cam Jordan just makes everybody around him better, which he usually does. But, you know, my main thing is – I also don't want to over like th- this is one of those games where you just throw it out. Like it was so bad defensively that you just have to say, you know what? Like everyone was terrible. The Saints have a lot to work on and Dennis Allen and needs to be pulling overtime and all these players need to be paying attention in the film room and they need to come out next week and play with more urgency and intensity because Here's a that, that, that was pathetic. Andrew Platt asked Granderson got $60,000 bonus for this to play for the Saints in jail. Here's a question for you. Andrew, if I offered you $60,000, but you had to stay stay in jail for two months, would you do it? No. No. Dave, $60,000, but you have to be in jail for two months. Let me ask you a question. Is the sixty grand? Do, do I get taxed on that after, or do I get the? Or do I get it's that a, free? It's a garbage, a garbage bag of twenties. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I could do that. I could do that. Stand on my head. Do you get conjugal visits? Do you get conjugal visits? That's a good question. I wasn't even. I don't even care about the conjugal visits. I'm still doing it anyway. But. Tell me, do I get conjugal visits? Because that just makes it e- even easier. Yeah, you probably do. I'll, I'll give you conjugal visits. Well, even better. Awesome. But but, but if you but but, but well, can no, I? You get conjugal can, visits. Can I can I stay for can I stay for three months? You get conjugal visits, but they take out the FICA taxes out of the sixty k. Oh no no fuck that no 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 <laughs> no don't no taxes. I don't know. I also think uh, Curtis Granderson in jail probably can take care of himself a little better than Dave Cariello. I'm just saying. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Dave grew up in the mean streets of uh... Hempstead. Hempstead, New York. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, do you know, I mean, Dave's, in the, Dave's in, the, in, the, in the college uh, campus swag business. That's like the hard streets, man. They don't fool around. Right, I mean, it's like it's like mobbed up, right? Yeah, yeah no, right. Yeah, uh, Dave's gonna get conjugated. That's from Tom Stewart. Um, <laughs> can you? Is that is that a word? Can you can you use it in that manner? Conjugated? <laughs> I don't know, but I liked it. So, Dave, before we continue with people in the chat rooms with questions and opinions, I can confirm that conjugated is a word. (laughs) Tell Dave, tell the people if they want to buy tickets to the Saints next preseason home game, how they should do it. Uh, Well, I'd like to take a minute to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, 
A yellow dot is good deals, and a red dot means not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. So what are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off the first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. I feel like Dave is hammered out of his mind, and he's looking at his cell phone reading the ads, and it's blurry and it's shaking. And in spite of that, he's still better than me. I hate you. I I can't even tell you how fucking dead on balls accurate you are about that whole situation right there. I mean that you were like fucking Nostradamus. Is that a technical term? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, dead on. Imagine, imagine you're a deer, okay? <laughs> and you see a creek, and you put your little deer lips to the creek, and bam! Your blue water hits you right between the eyes. Now I ask you, do you give a shit? What kind of fucking pants the guy who shot you was wearing? That's pretty good. The two youths. The two youths. My wife, is, uh, I mean. Uh, we're so old. I wonder how many people in the chat room got that. Um, but here's a, here's a question for you. Uh, who? For who? If, well, for both of you. But I'll start with uh, you, Dave. If the uh, Saints are going to make uh, a sort of panic, oh my god, they did what? That's kind of interesting. And me and Andrew have to do a podcast and play this. Play this during the week. I know because- what it is. I know what it is. They would trade for Antonio Brown's helmet. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. I got it. Wait, so they're making a deal with the Steelers then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got I his helmet, and they're going to use that to entice Antonio Brown to come to New Orleans. I want to say to play I alongside was totally MT. 100% on the Anto- trade for Antonio Brown for the Saints because I wanted the fucking circus to come to the Saints, and I – and now you realize correct. he's like he's seriously bipolar. He he he's may crazy. be literally be bipolar. But he got his feet. He got frostbite in a what is it? Cryotherapy. Oh finger. yeah, yeah. Well, this is good. Andrew, this is good too. Andrew, you have back issues, and you are uh, you care about your physical fitness and appearance, unlike the rest of us on this show. So you know what that <laughs> involves. Explain to the people how the fuck you get frostbite bitten on your feet in cryotherapy like what has to happen well you you can only be in it for three minutes so yeah and but like the thing about cryotherapy, he was in there for four yeah but <laughs> the thing about cryotherapy it's like the oldest trick like everyone knows you cover your extremities when you go in there like you you wear socks i don't you wear gloves. I, I, I didn't know that but also i don't go to cryotherapy well, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry let me rephrase. Everyone that does cryotherapy so what does knows do? that. What's the what's the what's the point? What's what's the theory? You, you go it? in a you go in a chamber and it's like sub zero temperatures, like it's like negative a hundred degrees or whatever, and and you basically like basically all the heat in your body goes to your core, like to just pre- preserve your organs, and so the rest of your body. I mean, it's just like it's like doing an ice bath, but you do it. It's like speeds up the process and it's just cold air that's being shot on you it's like hyd- hydrogen or nitrogen or whatever but like it's cold air but like it's not that uncomfortable because it's only for three minutes so like you know like if you've ever tried an ice bath like it's horrible like it's miserable and it stings your skin and like cryotherapy is a lot more comfortable um and you just do it for three minutes and you're out of there and you know the benefits are supposed to be the same as doing like 20 minutes in an ice bath so um, most teams have a chamber, I think in, in their facilities, I think the saints do, but yeah, I mean like apparently he fell asleep in there or something, but like, it's just mind John blowing. Green said me. it wasn't his fault. John Green was like, it's not his fault. You know, people yeah. making fun of him, giving him he, problems, but it's not his fault. He's an his idiot. Feet look, his feet look like he tried to cook them. Like, yes. They, were, <laughs> they look nasty. They were, it's going to be a good episode of, uh. Hard knocks. Of hard knocks uh, on hard Tuesday knocks. for sure. With the hard knocks and the Raiders is fucking. Amazing. I I did enjoy yeah, the can't wait. I did can't enjoy wait. the he- head shoulders knees and toes jokes on Twitter though. That was that was uh, because you know head for helmet and toes. Anyway, but yeah. 
So, but but that aside, do, do you? If I said to you the Saints are going to make a move at a certain position, either via, via trade or signing another washed up vet. I just don't think it's going to be – I don't think it would be a pass rusher just because – Do you think it would be receiver te- or – Well, teams don't give up pass rushers. No, no. You know, like they're – you're not going to find one. Like it's not like – it's not like, I don't know, the Bears are going to be like, oh, yeah, give us a first. We'll give you Khalil Mack. Like, you know, that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I, honestly, if I had to guess the position that the Saints would try to upgrade at some point, it would be linebacker just because – I think like you can actually get linebackers because most teams like only really play two these days. So there's probably some pretty good linebackers out there that'll get cut. And I just think the linebacker depth is clearly awful. And I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I missed Manti Teo. Um, I thought the linebacker play for the saints was abysmal in that game. Uh, the backups were even worse than the starters, Te- but Andrew had like a five tech string of, sent to me on Friday about how much he misses Manti Teo. I am not lying. And yeah. When Andrew says he misses Manti Teo, he's not just saying it in passing. Like He put a lot of thought into it and he is deeply concerned. Like, but, but, Andrew, I would say to you, Manti Teo hasn't signed with anybody, so he's kind of quasi still on the Saints. Well, he, well, he, might, be, he might be back at this point. Seriously. like that, <laughs> yeah, that was, It was so bad. He's like 10 seconds away from getting signed. Yeah. Yeah. If Manti Teo signs tomorrow morning, Andrew, I will just play the hallelujah chorus to open the, the, the breaking <laughs> news podcast. I won't even do breaking news. Yeah. It'll just be hallelujah. Um, so, so I could, any, I could, I don't think like they'll trade for a big name, but like I could see them giving up a seventh round pick and just being like, all right, you know, we've got Robertson, who's Craig Robertson, who's like our special teams linebacker, and maybe he can play in a pinch, um, but. We don't really have a second backup that we trust. And, I uh, mean, they can't – you know, I think earlier in the season I may have said offensive line or receiver is are positions where they can't afford an injury. Man, it's it's linebacker for me right now. Like, if something happens to Anzalone or um, to Mario Davis, they're in huge trouble. Ralph, did you mute yourself? I think he might have. I think he might have. Well, we all that? wait for him. Yeah, you Mid- muted yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah, you, yeah. Weird no, we all heard it. We all heard it. You didn't hear it. We all heard it. No. So, uh, no, I think I think I think that's true with the with the linebacker situation. But, um, geez, you know, it, I just have to wonder, like, are they are they are they satisfied with what they have at receiver? I just look at it and I'm like, you know, because man, if something uh, happens, wait wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Are they satisfied with what they have at receiver? Did you did you see little Jordan? Did you see <laughs> I did. I did. Did you see little man, little Jordan? Over over under sixty five catches for little Jordan. Uh. Oh, over, over, over sixty-five. I'm, I'm thinking, eight, I'm thinking ninety, ninety catches, thirteen hundred yards. Oh, I was gonna say ninety-one catches. So I guess you're picking the under, Hyundai. Well, no, he said the under was sixty-five. So I'm thinking over. Well, I mean, as we go into this, <laughs> as we go into the next preseason game, is there anybody? that you look at the roster, Andrew, that you're like, this person better start rocking it now. Oh, I have one. I have one. I'm, go I'm, go I'm ahead then. You go You go first, Dave. Don't say well, Davenport because that's my answer. And he no, I'm not, no, I'm not going to say Davenport. I'm going to say the same person that Ralph was going to say last week, and I stole it, <laughs> Traquan Smith. I mean, seriously, like, this, this the dude's got to I, – I really – I would really love to see him step up and – and do something and, and flash a little something because um, he's because he's, he's supposed to be the one that's supposed to do it. And so if he doesn't do it, then I would really like to see, you know, m- more from uh, from my boy, little Jordan. Like, I'd, I'd like to see some consistency, something where we can say, OK, he's he, he's not just a flash in the pan. He, did, he didn't just have this. 
he had two catches, I think, uh, on Friday. But uh, you know, he, he's not just not just these two catches on Friday. He's he's more than that. He can do something more than that. either that or Emmanuel Butler needs to get his ass in the game and he needs to be playing. Uh, and he's he, he needs to show us what he uh, in, in a game what he's been doing in practice. Well, but, if the Saints keep five receivers right now, who are the five you're keeping, Dave? <sighs> I mean, here's the problem. I'm going to name these people, and I'm not going to be excited about about you know these five people. Uh, I mean, I'm just not confident. All right, well, let's talk not, about that. But uh, but I mean, obviously, MT and uh, uh, Gin, Gin, Gin. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's it's who, who's after that. You got Kirkwood, you got Traquan. Are they both making the team? I don't. These are all. I mean, I mean, Jesus. I mean, these are. I mean, honestly, I feel like Kirkwood has proven more. You know, as far as if if we're talking about late late last season, Kirkwood really came on late last season, uh, and in the playoffs. So honestly, I think Kirkwood is ahead of. uh, Could potentially be ahead of uh, Traquan at this point. So yeah, so those are your three and four guys, and that's not—I don't feel good about that. Yeah, Dave. And then af- you, after that, you got you got Little after, Jordan, you got we, Emmanuel yeah. Butler, you got Austin Carr. Yeah, none, so none of I those mean, are yeah wide open. I mean, so if you if if, if 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 Lil if Lil Jordan has another good game or puts together a couple of nice catches or does something spectacular like he did on Friday, I mean, I, I don't know how you don't put him number three. You know, the interesting thing that I also saw, Andrew, and I know this is going to make a lot of people mad in the chat room and maybe on Twitter, is Taysom Hill. I love him, but I didn't see anything better from him throwing the ball. And it's not that I don't think the Saints will do – they'll still do awesome and fun stuff with him, but, like, he's still trash throwing the ball. And, like, I don't see – Damn, running. What, how did you when you watched the game? Uh, what station was it on, or whatever? Who were the did you, do you get Stinchcomb and and Vilma? I got I got Stinch I got Stinchcomb and I got uh, I got Vilma. Jonathan Vilma. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Jonathan Vilma was amazing. So that's what well that's what I was gonna say. So I one of the interesting things that and so Andrew probably unless he watched the replay of the game I did. Um, yeah, okay, so he might have he might have heard this also, but. Um, but I mean, like Vilma was talking about um, uh, Taysom, and he referred to him as a like a half field quarterback, and he was kind of calling him out in a way, really, saying, you know, he's a guy he only looks one direction, you know, he'll look to the right or whatever, and if he doesn't see anybody toward the right, he never really looks to the left side of the field, and he just kind of tucks and runs. And I mean, you know, it's great because. Taysom is great at tucking and running, and he's he's great at, at finding the holes and finding the openings. Uh, but I mean, just from you know, if you if <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, if you're if 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 you're coming, if you're looking at everything through the Drew Brees window, and you've got a problem with Teddy Bridgewater because Teddy Bridgewater isn't Drew Brees, well, then you've got a real problem with Taysom Hill as far as a uh, in the pocket stand up throwing the ball quarterback uh he's never going to be like that uh yeah. you know you make a, you make a great point dave i totally agree with you yeah. but i think i think the uneducated fan will will still like Taysom because he does something better than breeze can you know? i like the and running so like, i like I, the running and it was it was yeah. effective and uh, but it's just, I don't know if that's the long term. It's not, you know, it's not we've sustainable. We've seen this happen with Griffin and, 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 you know, and you're not going to last eight weeks. You're not going to last yeah. six weeks playing yeah, like that. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, no, it's not I mean, sustainable. Well, <laughs> you, you can't invest money in a quarterback that plays like that. It, well, that's true. But my question to you guys is, um, do you think it will decrease the fun factor for Sean Payton. That's my only concern. I, if, if Taysom plays, like, if he has to play meaningful snaps at quarterback, just just hook up an IV of bourbon and I need cocaine to get, get me through. But, like, does it decrease the, no, the mean, playbook I, of t- fun? T- t- Taysom Taysom has a shitload of talent and natural ability and raw ability. And, like, he can... I, he, 
it's it's not that he's can't throw a fucking dime, but he's just not going to be consistent about it. And so it's totally possible you could throw Taysom in there at any point in the game. And I, I mean, if it's not a running play or, or a keep play where he's running the ball or whatever, uh, and he's at, if it's a play where he's actually supposed to be throwing it, it's maybe it's 50-50. But I mean, he has the ability to throw a really great pass, but he also has the ability to, and like we saw on Friday, there was that one thing like a, on like a bootleg or whatever trying to throw to somebody in the flat who was wide open. I forget who it was. And he just totally missed him by country mile. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just a total basic. There was no reason for him to not, to not be able to throw that pass and hit him. Uh, And that's, that's what you get with Taysom. It's not, it's, you know, you're not guaranteed to get that throw, but he has the ability to do it. But just the consistency is, is, you know, I, I don't know. You can't trust him. You can't trust him. I like Taysom. I'm glad he's on the team, but yeah, I, mean, I go back to what Dave said. Like, if you have a problem with Bridgewater, then it makes no sense that yeah. you would talk up. Yeah, if, if you talk, it, let me, uh, well, going back to the to the top of the show, to the very first thing we talked about. If you have a problem with Bridgewater and you don't have a problem with Taysom, yeah, you might be a racist. You might be a racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like so a sad, it's like a it's like a bad it's like a, well it'd be like a good saturday night live skit like espn's you might be a racist um uh going back to your original question ralph of who needs to step up for me it's davenport unquestionably he looked like garbage in that game i'm willing to overlook it because again everyone on defense looked like garbage but you know I don't. So he he's definitely my answer. I don't know what it is about Sean Payton in preseason games, but like the Saints, that's another reason why I'm kind of willing to write this off a little bit. The Saints kind of always look awful in preseason. They do, they do, and I mean, and I mean, really, the only time that they've looked really good in preseason, you can argue, is they looked really, really good in 2009, and. The defense looked really, really good in 2017. The rest of the time, they've kind of looked a mess, including Drew Brees in 2006, where he looked like a fucking disaster in August of 06. Um, so that's a fair that's a fair point. And, and it's like you say, Andrew, did they have anybody get injured? No, it was a success. And, and <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. So uh, this has been the, the, our special Sunday night edition. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. Um, Thanks for humoring me tonight since I was going to be busy tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, we, we got to have – well, the thing is we got to have three of us for the podcast to really go. And it's, it's awesome when we get all four and Kevin can dean, dean us – worthy to, to to join in but we gotta have three if we're missing the th- it's like it's like voltron you know you gotta have all the parts but uh <laughs> if we don't have at least three of My us son is really into voltron so he, he, he would just, really appreciate it just that. doesn't it just doesn't quite go and it doesn't have the it doesn't have the same it doesn't have the same uh it doesn't have the same juice uh if we don't have the uh we don't have all, at least three of us. So when Dave, when you said, "Hey, I gotta go," can we go on Sunday? I was like, "Yeah, we can go because we gotta have at least three of us." So that wraps up today's show. Hey, everybody, if you're in the chat room and you're listening for free, pay seven dollars. You get a koozie, you get a magnet, you get the day access to the daily podcast. It's amazing. When Saints have breaking news, our podcast is gonna be fucking first on it subscribe and pay seven dollars if you pay ten you get all that cool stuff i just mentioned and you get andrew's grades so you should do it subscribe it's awesome and we're 150 dollars away to where we get a we get a thousand dollars a month in support from you guys me and andrew are doing a friday gambling drinking fantasy football show live stream every friday during the football season so become a patron help us get there It's awesome. We love you guys. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who's MIA, until next week, the bar is closed.